Don't get it twisted. This isn't your typical podcast. This is Typical Twist, your one-stop shop podcast for mind-tingling interviews with guests you won't want to miss. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready for a diverse range of topics and discussions with interesting and dynamic people from all walks of life. And now, your hosts, the men themselves, Josh Ludke and Tony Jaloy. Hey guys, welcome back to Typical Twist. It's one of your hosts, Josh Ludke, and I'm joined tonight with two other hosts, Tony Jaloy and Chris Murren. Welcome to the show, Oh, boys. thank you, Josh, for introducing me. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's my job. I know. <laughs> to do the introductions? No, I'm just kind of kidding. Me and Chris can't speak for any, ourselves. Any one of us can do it. <laughs> I might just That's cut it sure. out and make my own now for us. Okay, fair enough. No, I'm just kidding. Well, Chris kind of has the the editing, the chief editing, right? Chris Tony? has the power. <laughs> Chris has the power. <laughs> I guess the chief editor, Chris Murren. I think Chris should speed your voice up and make you sound like a chickmunk throughout the whole episode. I could do oh, that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can do anything. So, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We are going to give a little bit of an update on what we are going to be doing here for the meantime of Typical Twist. And we are happy to start expanding a little bit as many of you already know we have a sports show that is hosted by jake unger and he has been doing a phenomenal job and his call to public speaking is far greater than the three on air right now so that's for sure and then we are going to be having a faith-based show a true crime show and a finance show so we should be posting, I think, six days a week. Yeah, some exciting things. In four different genres. Yeah. Um, we're also working on getting... Did you say finance, Josh? Yes, I did. Wow, I spaced that one out. Um, Chris yeah. smoked before this episode. That's not true. <laughs> I, did, I, I, I did partake in a little bit on 420 specifically, though. Yeah. Josh partook right before the show. Right, Josh? <laughs> no comment. Because if we're being serious with you all listening, I mean, we were going to do an interview today, but it got postponed. So Josh was a little on edge. Yeah. So Josh had to go out and cut down a few trees. So <laughs> That's far from it. But we are very excited to be having the founder of Today's America on our next show. So oh, we're going to release it will- before. Well, it'll be on Wednesday. This episode that we are recording right now is going to come out on Sunday. Oh, okay. That's, that makes more sense, actually, then. Yes. So we're very excited. They're doing some great things over there at Today's America. And Liam is a very successful person for his age and reminds me a lot of Tony Jaloy in certain ways. So it'll be interesting to sit down and interview him. But... For this episode, I think Chris and I wanted to maybe open up a little bit. Chris wanted to be a little bit vulnerable. And one of the questions that he posed to me before we came on air was, if you had everything that you wished for, all of your successes and all your milestones and 
all of your physical objects, would you, would you still have problems or would you still be like, would you be completely content? And I think the answer to that is probably no. What do you think, Chris? I don't think so. We seem to have this weird mindset of never being happy with what we have and what's in front of us. I, I catch myself having so much and still being upset with certain things. It's tough to zoom out and look at how great you actually have it when something doesn't go your way. It's really easy to get in this mindset, you know, like we mentioned on when we talked with Cassidy, you know, why me and, you know, why I didn't deserve this or, you know, I've been doing all this stuff so good. What's the point? And, but that's the whole part of, you know, that's all just part of life, you know, the human experience. There's always going to be struggles and we're always going to have thoughts that come to our brain that are sometimes hard to handle. And I know for a fact that temptation is always going to be there, no matter what it is in life. And a lot of it comes down to accountability and self-awareness. And you have to be able to look in the mirror and ask yourself who you are and who you want to be. Yeah, 100%. And But here's the deal, though. As much as we're always changing, you know, I thought before, you know, I had myself figured out. But then I realized that you never actually do. And you just, you're always, you're always changing. It doesn't stop. You yeah. Know, I, I think Tony could even, you know, add on to that a little bit because Tony's even, you know, to this day getting into new things and new ventures of life. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Definitely. I mean, it's never. And one changed. thing that Chris and I were also talking about before we came on, and Tony was not involved in on this call, but was confidence, Chris. And you had mentioned how growing up in high school, you were confident and you were sure of yourself. And then you went off to college or you moved off out on your own and started to change. Like those thoughts started to change because you got to see the real world. You know, right now I'd say um, my confidence is probably the lowest it's ever been. I'm a motivated person. You know, I have a, I have a flame in me to wake up and do the things that I have to do and the things that I enjoy doing. So that's the disconnect isn't there. The disconnect is me trying to understand why certain people do things to you. Yeah, and that's that's something that is out of your control, Chris. And that's one of the biggest things that you have to be able to master in life if you want to be able to have control of your emotions is you have to realize that certain things are out of your control. The way someone responds or the way someone acts is out of your control. And a lot of times those actions that are done by other people are the one, I mean, the ones that stick with you are the ones that hurt, but it's, it's just wrong, Chris. And it's out of your control. Yeah. I can't let it affect my view on people in general. Um, and I, if you want me to be more specific with women in general, because it has nothing to do with other women, you know, this is an internal insecurity that I need to work on myself and um, just realize 
that, which I have, um, I've realized that, like you said, you know, I can't control the things that other people do. And, you know, I knew that always, but it still bothers you. But coming into this, I realize I kind of have it coming, you know? <laughs> um, if yeah. you look at my past, I did the same thing that happened to me. And this is the first time that this has ever happened to me. And look at me bitching and crying. Can you give more it, you context know? of what's going on, Chris, so our listeners are aware? So, um, we'll just dox her. Who gives a shit? Her name's Katie. Fuck that girl. <laughs> Fuck well, you, you, Katie. You just, you talk, you talk to somebody and, um, you know, when they start to lose feelings, normally they'll be like, hey, I'm not interested. I don't want to do this or, you know, whatever. Rather than um, just continuing conversation and and not mentioning anything whatsoever. Uh, and then yeah. hitting up your closest friend, um, someone you live with, um, and then just, you know, switching over to them, you know? Um, yeah. And that it it's, it's, I'm not mad at person you know i'm not mad at her and i'm not mad at him you know it has nothing to do with either or you know it's it's you're more just like why me a little bit well it's kind of sounds like you have a little bit of a victim mindset yeah i am kind of having one right now but it's just like why wouldn't you say hey i'm interested in your friend not you i'd be like oh great you know that's fine i wouldn't have even wouldn't wouldn't have even yeah had an issue but here's the thing though chris and i'm a big believer in karma and Honestly, I seen it like firsthand and experienced it. But think about all the times that you've been talking to multiple girls. Yeah. They don't know that you're talking to multiple people. Yeah. And now that you want something mm -hmm. that is just you and them exclusive, now you're upset. Well, that's what I was saying. I said that earlier too. You don't hear me bitching and crying. Um, So. And that's like the other thing too that Chris and I were talking about before we came on air. It's It's a two way street. So both for men and women. And I know that Chris and I have definitely participated in kinds of conversations that at least I can speak for myself, but like if my sister was being spoke about that way, like I would want to beat some ass. So. Yeah. And you know, you're right, man. I, um, I, I'm not, you know, mad at her. Like I said, I'm just mad about how the situation happened. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not mad even right now. I was, and it's, it's more like a, you know, I've moved on from it, but I, I still carry the, the feelings from it or I remember them at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to just come out and say, I am, I apologize to every woman that I've ever treached like that. <laughs> um, I yeah. just want to come out and say that you know, I have no idea what Josh and Chris are talking about. So I'm learning for the first time along with you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh no, it's okay. Just in case okay, everybody, we'll, we'll just in case everybody wonders why I'm not saying anything, I this is my first time oh, yeah. hearing this, guys. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Tony definitely doesn't have any experience with degrading of women. <laughs> definitely not. He's never well, been involved in those kind of conversations. Well, no, I've been involved in them conversations, yeah, but I don't know the specifics of this. So, I that's what I was saying, right? Well, yeah. and it's, it's just well, like, I kind of like had an epiphany. Over the past month or like months, even from since the time I found Jesus. And again, I, my whole idea towards relationships and women has switched a lot. 
Yeah, really my has. idea has completely also, Josh, and I can I can attest yeah. for you. Um, I, I, I here's the other thing too, you. Chris, is like you and I can't go back and unhook up with all those people. But was it worth it? Nope. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Exactly. Uh, I feel exactly. terrible for it, and th- this could be the reason that all these things are happening to me today. You know. Um, and here's the other thing too that no one's talking about is when you are having sex with people, you are transferring energy with them. And a lot of people are broken in this generation. So going out and having sex with a lot of people in this generation is not a good idea because then you're going to start taking on their traumas and their energy. And that's no fun. Yeah. I would like to point out though, with this whole conversation, just the gist that I'm getting is, you know, I get that people regret what they do in their past because obviously I have things that I regret, but I also understand that every single person (laughs) goes through the exact same thing. Most of them anyways, unless you have no life. Um, But I mean, 99% of the people, the population goes through basically the same thing where you know, you go through them stages. Some people last longer than others as far as staying in certain stages of life, but, and some people never get out of them. I'm sure you all know people. Yeah. Some people stay in the same cycle their whole life, Tony. They never fix anything. They never self grow yeah, at all. And so I just want to say, I don't yeah. think that you deserve any of this, Chris. Um, I don't think that what you've done in your past should represent what happens in the future because the girls that you're talking to, um, just know they've they've done the same thing. They may try to play goody two shoes, but they've had thoughts go through their head. They may have not acted on them actions, but I'm telling you, psychologically speaking, every young woman or man has lots and lots of sexual mindsets throughout their preteen, their teenage years. And anybody who tells you otherwise is a liar. So I mean, yeah. I don't think that anybody, I disagree with you on that. I don't think that you deserve anything that you're getting because of what you did, because everybody's did it. And so, um, so, you know, right. And one, yeah, and you're right, Tony. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, and the situation, And but here's the thing though, guys is like, think about all three of our dads. They definitely raised us better than to be like degrading of women or treating them that way. But yet those kind of conversations still happen in the locker room and, like amongst men in high school and then it got it gets worse in college especially like when drugs get involved and you know what josh them conversations will be happening whenever your kids get in the locker room but that's not an illustration yeah. of the kind of person it's you just are part, you know yeah it, what i'm what i was for, from my perspective I, it's more like for example i was with someone and they were just talking about women in a way that i wasn't i was not happy with and i was like Dude, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to listen to it. Like, we have sisters, and I would not want men to be talking about that. And I see the problem in society and what it's causing and all the damage. And to start to fix it, I don't want to be a part of it, I guess. Yeah. But the thing is... is But at the same time, it's a two-way street for respect. Exactly. Like, a lot of these people of both sexes, I guess... But if you're out here posting yourself half naked all the time, then you don't deserve it. Exactly. Yeah. And Chris, you were... Because you're sexualizing yourself, whether you want to admit it or not, like those bikini pics, all that, you are sexualizing yourself. You are asking for attention. Yep. And like Tony said, you know, you said this stuff happens to everybody. Um, I was, you know, I wasn't trying to make it seem like I believe that I'm this 
struggling person that's you know has this has this bigger struggle than everybody else. I am just explaining how I feel so people can relate to it. I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. I just um, didn't want you being too hard on yourself because uh, I I take yeah. it you're being hard on yourself and. For, I, I have been a little bit lately. And for everybody so, listening, Chris um, is a great guy. So, uh, you know, definitely, uh, I don't I don't think anybody really deserves any kind of pain in their life. I think we all go through pain, but I don't think anybody... No one deserves it. pain. Yeah. But we're all going to experience it, unfortunately. Even Jesus did. So... You know, it yeah. won't be the last... It probably won't be the last time that this kind of thing happens. You know, yeah, um, exactly. But now, and I, I think next time I'll be a little bit more prepared for it. Now, I do want to ask. So, and yes. I'm not trying to like call anybody out, obviously, because, like I said, I, I'm learning this for the first time. So, the gist that I'm getting from this is you liked a girl, and this girl end up liking one of your roommates. Is that correct? Or, um, yeah, pretty much. Um, but a ma- she was basically but- just teasing both of them. Oh yeah, right. and as a matter of as a matter of not mentioning it to me, and then waiting three weeks until I mentioned something to finally say um, a watered down version of what's actually happening, rather than what's actually going on. Wow, um, you know, talking about keeping it real with me by not keeping it real, you know. But um, wow, uh, that's you know that's besides the thing. It's not something that I, I lost sleep over it. And I re- I was driving home from work yesterday and I realized, you know, I was like, my life is great, man. And I have so much to actually be happy for to let one girl that I've actually never met personally in person to affect me this bad is just ridiculous and pathetic, kind of. Um, So, yeah, I'm not talking about these aren't current feelings I'm having. I remember every, you know. Like I just, I had a rough few days because a couple days because of it, but it wasn't like anger about not getting the girl. It was just feeling invalidated and, and like, well, Chris, if it makes you feel any better, just remember that there's roughly 168, 169 million females in the United States. So they far outnumber us. So there's a lot of fish in the sea. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And, you know, I've, I've gotten away from the, the whole, you know, motivation by sex thing. Um, I am specifically searching to have a relationship and that's what I've decided, you know, um, kudos to anybody who is also doing it. And if not, you know, that's cool. I'm not saying you have to do this. You're going to find the person, Chris. And I will say this. Well, I mean, too. yeah, you will. I will say this too. Like the fact that she went kind of like behind your back and your roommates back and kind of like played this off. You really don't want a girl like that anyways. I'm not trying to, cause I don't know the whole situation, but I yeah. do know. You're right. I do know. And that's the same psych- thing that my friend told psychologically me. Psychologically speaking, when people try to hold secrets in, especially between two friends and they're trying to play the field like that, the chances for cheating, the chances for a relationship problems, all that goes up extremely high. I mean, I'm talking your chances are 60%, 70% more likely. So you're actually doing away with a lot of junk by just yeah. getting rid of that person. Yeah, I dodged a missile instead yeah. of a bullet. <laughs> exactly. Um, but And I'm also very grateful that I have a friend that was all, you know, he wasn't like, he's not going to just get with a girl because she's attractive either. He's going to go and tell her, no, that shit's not cool. And that's exactly what he did. 
Yeah, which I mean, you're surrounded by great so, people. I mean, I think that you're friend. You're all all of your all's I friend groups, am. like Josh, your friends, all of them sound so uh, nice and genuine, and that's um, that's hard to find. That's why it's kind of like shocking. I'm like Josh is lying to me. Not to check. <laughs> um, but I mean, it really is shocking. With it's all due to our roots, to be honest with you, Tony. Well, yeah. I mean, now granted, there's some people that end up arrogant and ungrateful and are just little menaces in society. But if you go to small town America, it's a lot different than the cities. It's a lot different than what social media is normalizing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that probably is a huge help because I know both of you come from a small town, you know, in the Midwest and that obviously does help. And, um, you know, I have been around enough to know that, Obviously, there is some really good people that come out of cities. So, for all you city folk, uh, don't be coming at me. But, um, but at the same <laughs> time, I think that there is more of a productive, more of a loving aspect to people born and That's raised. That's because the city corrupts the soul. Well, yeah, me. of course. I mean, you got the city school districts that usually, you know, are indoctrinating kids. You have just a lot more junk. A lot more junk. Uh, basically attacking everyday life of kids. And that's why, and just not just that Josh, but everyday crime. I mean, I feel so sorry for inner city kids in Chicago or Atlanta or LA or New York, because these are young kids. Not only are they growing up in this indoctrination within their schools, but then they head out onto the streets and it's infested with drugs and criminal activity. So their chances for making it out drops dramatically and um you know some people blame that on race but me personally i don't blame that on race specifically because i've seen it happen with both races actually many races including asians um it's just it's just not a good atmosphere to raise kids in period and so yeah and from well yeah huh? we don't even have to get into yeah. it because you guys know our predictions here on typical (laughs) twist, but everything is slowly pulling the human race away from God and from, from becoming a better person. And the the progressivists and the people who are trying to like progress America, those people are not the sincere, genuine people who the media are making them out to be. And And the light, I feel like, is getting farther and farther away. You know, like we're in a uh tunnel and it just keeps on moving back and and getting farther away. And it's, 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 it it sucks, man. You know, your motivation dwindles and whatever. But when has progressivism ever helped our country or any country for that matter? Never. It might sound good when you say it, certain things, but um, when you write it out and actually enact doing it, it doesn't work. And just because your idea is new doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, we have a high percentage of people in our country that believe that communism would be a good answer to the country's problems we have today. Mm-hmm. And that is, that should be enough to tell you it's like what the fuck is going on, you know? Um, but that's, yeah. that's so broad too. And I mean, that ties into so many other things everyone's focused on the wrong things they're obsessed with with non-fulfilling things and mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to work on it myself is I want to, I want to get rid of this, this, what is it called? Like this human way of thinking of just wanting more because I have everything I need right now. Yeah. Well, I think it is too. I think that whenever you're advancing with love and not advancing in love, that's two different things. And I think that's why I think I'd said this in group chat, or maybe I just said it between me and, me and you, Josh, but you know, looking at it from a spiritual or a Christian or a godly point of view, I mean, the, the earth's already been destroyed once with the flood and that's because people were advancing with love. And when I say with love is they were loving the things of the world, not loving the things of God. And that's what we're seeing today. So whenever I say, and as long as it's advancing in love, then we would always remain a very uh, lively state, a very faithful state. Stable nation. Yeah. And we're not doing that. We're not, we're getting away from that more and more. And, you know, there's now, I'm starting to see websites predicting what I've already been predicted, you know, for the last 20 years. And 2035 seems to be well, the Well, just golden. think about it, Tony. Everything that's normalized or cool on social media is a sin in the Bible. Oh, yeah, 100%. For the most see, part. that's where... Well, I mean... Sorry, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Tony. Sorry. No, go ahead, buddy. You're fine. It, it seems like anything that... I mean, the bar has been moved so low that our perception of good isn't even good. And it seems like everything that we see is pleasurable, enjoyable, fun, and, you know, probably a few other choice words you can throw in there are sins. You know, it's like we love to sin. Yeah. And we, we replace the word just, sin with love. That's, that's the problem with America today is, you know, homosexuality, it's considered love. That's why they want to, you know, have the rain. The rainbow is actually a very godly thing, not in the aspect of what everybody looks at you know, looks at it as today of, but it's magnificent. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, that, that is actually a very godly thing. I mean, but unfortunately mankind, the human race and their stupid ways have taken it and made it something evil. And because obviously it paints this picture of love, but it's with love. It's not in love. And I think that's just such a huge thing. And a lot of people don't understand whenever you say the two like that, but you can advance an agenda with love easily, but whenever you try to advance an agenda in love, whenever you're actually in love with something, it's so much harder. And I always explain it to people like this. It's like a marriage. You know, you can say that you're getting married because you love somebody. So you have with love there, but that marriage is not going to last unless you are truly in love. And there's a huge difference between saying I love you and actually meaning I love you. So Yeah, exactly. Jesus calls us to love to love others. And I definitely think that as humans, we should overuse I love you to others because but I think that there's a big difference between being in love with someone and just loving someone. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the problem with the world today is everybody feels like that they have to be advancing or have to be doing something new in order to be making progress and actually staying stagnant, even though some people say change is always good. Change is not always good because in the Bible, actually the, you know, Jesus says, I'm the Lord and I change not. So if change was always good, then God would be constantly changing, but he actually says the opposite. 
He says, I am God and I change not. So if God, the greatest being of all kind, the, the, the father of love, if he is not willing to change, then there has to be a purpose. There has to be a reason why sometimes change isn't good. And so I think in society today and the human race and mankind, as time goes on, we begin, we, and me and Chris and Josh talked about this earlier off the call, the human race becomes more and more liberal. And people always, you know, ask me, you know, like, well, how do you know it's going to be more liberal? Because people are constantly wanting to change things and widen the opportunities, widen the horizons. But with that comes very, very uh, weird and actually in my and in, in my way of thinking, I think criminal because, you know, you go to pedophiles and things like that. They're trying to rebrand it as something not as bad as what it truly is, whenever in reality it's extremely evil. Same way with gay marriage, even though people don't like to call it evil anymore because it's not politically correct. Um, same way with abortions. The same way with many of things. Many things today are considered not evil because we have been geared in our minds where if you rewind the clock 100 years, society would have kicked your ass. So um, that that's the difference in the generations. It's not the generations are getting smarter, and it's not the generation's fault. It's the fact that the human race in general constantly feels like it needs to change and broaden and get more liberal because they feel like that that's what they're here to do. And it's really not. You're here to maintain, not to change. So, yeah, I, I agreed, Tony. Um, and while, while you were talking about that, um, it's a little bit of a kind of di diverting into something else, I guess. But, uh, you're going to have to make things happen in your life. But at the same time, if you try to force something that's not there, it's probably going to turn to shit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so you have to find this balance of doing things and, and achieving your goals rather than trying to force them to happen sporadically. Um, you know, like I, I kind of think it's... Um, Everyone tries, but why don't we just do? Like, don't believe in, you know, don't say I'm going to try. Just say I'm going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with yeah. you 100% because I've had that conversation with several people over the years. And, and honestly, Chris, it's weird because people, it's amazing to me. And it seems like every time I talk to younger people, whether it was when I was, you know, in my early 20s talking to teenagers or whether I was in my upper 20s talking to, you know, lower 20s. It's like the younger and even older people too, to some extent, but mostly younger, it's always like they got to add to, they got to change. And I always try to tell people it's, it's okay to maintain. I mean, it, it, the change has already happened that is needed. I mean, Jesus done came down and changed. And I'm not trying to turn this into typical faith. So Cassidy, shout out to you. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it is about maintaining. And what is wrong with maintaining love? What is wrong with maintaining life? What is wrong with maintaining the sanctify, the, the sanctification of marriage? Um, but see, yeah. all that's been blown apart. Well, and to be f frank with people, Tony is right about the whole love and the rainbow flag and such. And a lot of people on the far left are like, Oh, you big Christian bigots, whatever, like Jesus would be so accepting of this community. Well, if Jesus was so accepting of the community, then why did he talk about it 
being a part of the downfall of nations when men started to become infatuated with other men. Well, yeah. And it's like the question I used to ask Josh, if Jesus is happy with everything, then tell me what he's not happy with. And usually when I ask that question to, you know, especially uh, liberal pastors or liberal youth leaders, they kind of just look at me and I'm like, so in other words, if he is loving and accepting of everything, then what is some of the things that we need to repent of? What is some of the things that he died on the cross for? What is some of the things that he has sent people to hell for? What are some of them things? Like, and that's the way I always debate people. Like when I did my blogs, because I know you're not going to win a fight trying to sit there and tell people if they're right or wrong about an issue. But I think it's better just for the people who's listening. If you are more of a liberal thinker and you think Jesus is accepting of gay marriage, he's accepting of abortions, he's accepting of pedophilia, then ask yourself, what is he not accepting of? And if your answer to that is, well, he's accepting of everything and everything is fine and there is no such thing as sin, then what was he referring to whenever he talked about sin throughout the Bible? What did he come down here and die for? There has to be something. So tell me what that something is. And whenever you ask people in that context, it's so amazing some of the looks that I've gotten from so-called smart pastors because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to argue with someone about abortion or about gay marriage or things like that because I believe what I'm going to believe. They're going to believe what they want to believe. But at the end of the day, Jesus is Jesus. He ain't Tony. He isn't the youth pastor. He isn't Joel Steen. He isn't Billy Graham. He isn't Josh Litke. He is Jesus. So he came down here for a purpose, for a reason. So what was it? (laughs) It's that simple. And that's not me trying to be cocky. It's me simply saying that he did come down here. We can all agree to that, unless you're an atheist, of course. Um, You know, he did come down here for a reason. He did discuss sin in the Bible. There is things that will send you to hell. Them are all things that we can agree on if we agree on the Bible itself. So what are them things that are going to send you to hell? You know, what is sin? define that like what are the actual what is the context of sin and you know when you word things like that to somebody then it makes them think instead of it becoming an argument between me and them about our personal beliefs it just puts everything back on them and they just tell me what sin is and what is labeled as sin and it's so amazing at the looks you get sometimes because then people are kind of like you know well i don't know I don't know what sin is, you know. <laughs> they start they start thinking, they start thinking about what it actually is and they're like, "Wow, I do all those things on a daily basis and I think they're normal and I love to do them." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they are kind of like a holy shit. It's I'm- even the little things like overindulging in food and it's it's the little things and I'm not going to sit here and judge other people, but we are we have sin at our fingertips. Yeah, 100% on our minds and all the time. Intrusive thoughts. It's always going to be there. Yeah. Well, and I, but so is God. And I, will, and I know that he's there to help people. Yeah. And I will say this to Josh, like, and this is something maybe that people can leave with too, and maybe th- make him think a little deeper, you know, take the times in the Bible where God destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. Only one family made it out. Take the time that he destroyed the whole earth with water. He flooded the whole earth. Only one family made it out. So for all these people out here saying God is accepting of everything, why wasn't God accepting of everything during Sodom and Gomorrah? 
why wasn't God accepted of ever accepting of everything during the great flood? And then I go back to that context of the scripture whenever Jesus says, God is God and he changes not. So if God never changes, which that's in the Bible, that's, you know, indisputable, then, and he only brought one family out each time he destroyed the earth, or actually one time it was destroying the cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, but he only brought one family out during that time, one family out during the great flood, which was Noah and his family. He wasn't very accepting, Josh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I that, that's kind of common sense to me. I mean, and I'm not no preacher guy. So for everybody listening, I'm very, very far. I'm not claiming to be Billy Graham. I'm not claiming to be some kind of saint. I'm very far from that. Um, but I do have common sense and I do have common knowledge and I know how to read. So, you know, if, if Jesus wasn't accepting of everybody during the great flood and he wasn't accepted, accepting of everybody during Sodom and Gomorrah, then I would be very careful to say he's very accepting of everything going on in today's world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have anything else to add to that, Tony, because you're right and there's nothing to add to it. So with that, I'm going to let you guys go for the day. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and we will catch you on the next one in our interview. So adios amigos. Later, guys. See you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more cool content like this, follow at Typical Twist on Twitter and Instagram and visit typicaltwist.com. You won't regret it. See you next time on Typical Twist.